back, everybody. This is the SideQuest Podcast. This is Eric. I am joined, as always, by Justin and Jeff. Boys, how are we today? Good. Great. Awesome. Jeff sucks. Uh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> just, we all just froze up. No idea. The teacher asked us to come to the blackboard, and both of our pants were down. Yeah. I don't know what was happening there. Now you're both getting a spanking. The ruler's out. Oh, and... That's that's what I like. So, we're gonna so turn now the- I'm doing. I was doing okay before, but now I'm doing awesome. Now that Eric is handing out the spankings. Well, yeah, it's that time of year. Jeff, how are you tonight? Uh, pretty good. Just got my new arcade system working. So yeah, pretty excited. You got to tell going them- back in time. You got to tell the people about it. So you you uh, recently picked up this like arcade main machine. How many games does it have on it? Uh, over two thousand, about twenty two hundred. Jeez. So of every arcade game ever made up until, I think like two thousand, including some some Japanese ones. Wow! Yeah, those are so, nice. I see them like yeah, everywhere so got... now, like all over Walmart and like di- random stores will have it. I feel like Home Depot had an ad for one. I I, I don't know. They just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, well, those are the one-up ones. They're the cheaper, smaller ones. This is like the actual cabinet. We had it like you can get them custom made and then just hook up a retro pie to it so this one's a little bit more custom to give you more of that arcade feel yeah the one-ups are cool but they come preloaded with like only five games and they're uh they're very small this is like what you remember back in the day back in the day so the other ones are the... the other ones are basically shit you got the good one uh no the other ones aren't shit they just uh they only have a couple games preloaded onto them and that's it and they're smaller they're like kind of a shrunk down size of the real arcades that you remember playing as a kid honey i shrunk the cave yeah not good enough get out of here with that business jeff deserves the big boy yeah gotta get the good stuff so yeah it's uh it's pretty exciting got it ready just in time for christmas yeah so uh just was on there playing some marvel vs. capcom which was one of my favorite arcade games yeah, I was just uh, about to ask. The... I was just about to bring us on a side quest, and you, you know, you hit it right on the head. I thought Marvel vs. Capcom was a great game growing up. Is that is that would that be your favorite of all time, or one of the top for arcade machines? Yeah, that's definitely my favorite. Definitely, Justin. What was your favorite arcade game of all time? I just because Marvel vs. Capcom's already been mentioned, I'll say Area Fifty One was a fantastic and fun game. Okay. I it's it's a it's a unique one and I'm sure you guys have seen it and it took me a long time to figure out what the name of it was because I kind of forgot about it and I googled around it's called off-road and it's the one where you have like the red steering wheel the yellow one and the blue one and all three (laughs) of you stand at the tv and like oh yeah it's like that overhead view when you hit the nitro and boost I could not get enough of that game growing up like if I if I had the money to buy it I would um but yeah I, I i just love the arcade i kind of miss them nowadays spin yeah you could just spin you them just in circles do donuts <laughs> <laughs> but those fighting games were fun too they i mean i don't know about you guys but the quickest way to just get rage is playing some of those games and getting your ass your clock cleaned i was gonna say ass clean but that didn't sound good <laughs> playing some other idiot kid in the arcade oh you want to fight and then he beats you and you're like damn it yeah. Who is this like, kid? Not even close. Yeah. They just come up and put the quarter on the thing, and they I got next in Mortal Kombat, and you're like, I'm going to pick Sub-Zero, and they pick freaking Liu Kang and kick your ass. Yeah. 
It was that kid that the mom just dropped off at the arcade all day. There you go. There's your babysitter. He just <laughs> sat there all day <laughs> enhancing his skills. Back in the day, like five dollars in tokens could you could be there all day. Now it's all like day. a game works or wherever you go to play arcade games. Now it's like five dollars will get you mm, three and a half seconds of game time, maybe. Yeah, it's gotten pretty bad. I even went to like uh, my niece's birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese's, and this was maybe like two years ago. And I swear it was like the same thing where it was just like, hey, for twenty dollars you could play for. You know, you could play 10 different games. And I was like, what? what is this shit? They really start them young now on, like, the bullshit. Way too expensive for not enough, uh, you know, value. But um, if well, I... Since we're on... Uh... Yeah, go yeah, ahead. sorry, go ahead. No, you go. No, you go. Well, since we were uh, talking about arcades, um, I, don't, I don't... You guys haven't been to Japan yet, but in, um, like, all over Japan, it's still really normal to have arcades everywhere. And... It's it's crazy, and people just go there and hang out. Now, a lot of the games are very different than like, you know what what we're used to, but uh, it's like a huge thing over there, and it's normal. And you'll find kids in there, and you'll find people like in their seventies there, and they play the dance. Like each floor, because they're all like these towers, and each floor is a different type of game. So one floor is like your music, you know, your dance, dance revolution type games. Then the next floor is just all fighting. And then the other floor is these weird card games that also scan into the game. And then you get the Gundam one where everyone sits in pods. Um, and it's like just a normal thing there, which I always thought was cool. And it's kind of a shame that we don't have that here anymore. Yeah, it's it's it definitely seems like it's a culture thing over there. And here, I would say it's more, I don't know, I feel like at a certain age, it's just kind of more like... I don't know if it's frowned upon, but sometimes if you go into an arcade place and you see some dude in like his late 30s, early 40s, you're like, man, what's going on with that guy? But I feel like in Japan, it's like that's just the start of it. You know, you, you see a lot of people of all different ages, like you mentioned. I feel like yeah, I've seen he's videos a... or tour videos or something. He's the arcade hero. He's the ace of the town. Yeah. The women look up to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're heroes over there. And over here, we're just nerds. We're just nerds hanging on to a dream. Uh, one other, one quick side question I do have for you guys is, growing up, if you had to choose, would you rather play the arcade games that you just kind of win glory and honor and respect, or would you go towards those, um, the ticket ones, that you could pile up all the tickets and at the end of the day go and get that big prize or shitty prize depending on how well you did so if you had to choose one growing up which one was it i was always more of the arcade the fighters or the side scroller games it wasn't until i got a little bit older that i was all about winning the prizes and, and going about the ticket route but i was always pocket full of quarters playing mortal Kombat or x-men for street fighter or area 51 or even the die hard trilogy arcade game was a lot of fun okay jeff what about you yeah, I'm going to have to side with Justin there. I mean, it was all about, you know, the arcade games. The X-Men one, Mortal Kombat, Marvel vs. Capcom. I rarely ever touched ticketed games. Um, even when I got older, I just, I was all about, you know, the video games and uh, Turtles and, you know. <laughs> turtles. There were some great Turtle games, those four-player ones. I mean, that's what I wanted to play. I was there to play a game not throw a ball in a thing and try to get a ticket for some dumb toy. Yeah, I think 
I'll, I agree with you guys. I think there's one, I think it's more time and place. Like I think for those birthday party type celebrations growing up, uh, at, uh, at some of those arcades, like sometimes I would just dive into the other side and you'd be like, you know what? I'm not going to waste all my quarters on just playing games I've already played. I want to actually like win some prizes, win some tickets and like get a whole shitload of candy and, uh, you know, prize. I don't know what the prizes even were. It was like a rubber gooey thing that sticks to a wall or it was like, Hey, I remember, (laughs) Hey, go get like three packs of fun dip. So sometimes I would go to the other side, but yeah, if I had to choose, I would definitely stick with like the arcade games that you guys are all talking about. I remember we used to go to, if anyone remembers D well, there was DZ discovery zone. What was it called? And that was like your favorite. Cause they had the ticket games. I like leaps and bounds cause it was more about the tubes. But I remember <laughs> going and you would always, you'd always get tickets so you can buy those damn, I don't know, those sweet, uh, what the hell are they called? Like oh. the worms or whatever. Yeah. I get like sour worms. Man. And then at one point always get like them. warheads. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with your taste buds? I don't know. They're all gone now. Cause all I eat is like sour <laughs> shit. So my taste buds are way off now. Um, but Hey, we did a really fun side question on our Instagram the other day and we got some good feedback. And so I'm going to just rattle off a list of what our listeners said is their favorite. And then I'm interested to hear from you guys what your favorite is. So the question that we asked was, what was your favorite Nintendo 64 game growing up? I mean, out of the whole catalog library, you have to choose one gun to your head. And, uh, we had some responses here. So versatile vigilante said perfect dark. Sing 66 said Banjo Kazooie. Uh, the Gentle Mentors, an official JA song, both said Goldeneye. And then, last but not least, Dr. Caustic and Bob said Mario Party. So, guys, gals, whoever you were, thank you so much for uh, reaching out to us and playing along. Uh, Jeff, let's start with you. What hands down favorite Nintendo 64 game of all time? Easy. Uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. That's still is one of my favorite games ever um there was i think that was the first time i kind of really got into like rpgs i remember getting it with my older brother at fao schwartz anyone remembers what that is schwartz (laughs) down michigan avenue when it came out um but yeah that game has everything it kind of like redefined gaming and the open world and um just the way zelda used to be and and this was the new way that zelda was going to be in games moving forward with the the you know open world you can kind of go anywhere and do whatever um and it was kind of your adventure i just i love that game it's yeah it's, it's yeah hands down just that and it's it's funny i'm sure back in the day the open world of that Zelda game was probably like, oh my god, this is the biggest map ever. And meanwhile, it takes like less than three minutes to get from top to bottom. Uh, now and nowadays, it's like <laughs> twenty five minutes or like fast travel. It's you know? still pretty decent size for even back then. I played the Ooh. remake on the DS. It's still, I mean, it it holds up. I mean, it's you know, it's an older game, but it's not tiny. Ooh. You still had to use the ocarina to kind of move around. Okay. Well, Justin, on to you, sir. Favorite Nintendo 64 game, even though I know when we talked in previous episodes, you said you were more of a Sega boy growing up. Um, interested to hear if you ha- if you have a favorite N64 game. So, yeah, that's a, I'm glad that you prefaced it by saying that I wasn't the biggest 64 fan. I, I skipped from Sega to PlayStation. 
and didn't spend too much time in the 64 realm. But when I did, I always played WCW versus NWO. I'm not the biggest sports game fan, but wrestling games are just so much damn fun. I love throwing people through shit and knocking them in the head with chairs and just so much fun. So yeah, that was the game um, for me that we always played. All the kids in the neighborhood would join around and we would do the four player, just battle royale and just just beat the shit out of each other. Then it always wound up and turning into a big fight where everybody's then now fighting and wrestling and it's just crazy stuff. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that game because two things. I do remember all the weapons that you could either pull out of the crowd or underneath the ring. Uh, and second, I do want to make a statement here that that was probably the first and best Battle Royale game in the world so far. Like that, There was no bigger sense of accomplishment than defeating how many guys was it? Like 50 or, or it, was so, a, it was a big crowd. Like it was a it lot was of guys. A big crowd. It was <laughs> it was impressive how long it would take you to get through that. And it yeah. was so much fun. So much fun. All right. So I gotta I gotta mention two things. One is I, I do have to shout out because this it, it wasn't my favorite game, but it was my is my most fun playing. And I gotta shout out to all the guys uh, that I went to college with at NIU. Uh, we played the shit out of Smash Brothers sixty four like through and through. Like we played more hours of that than we did go to class ever. Uh, mm-hmm. So I got to do a quick shout out to Smash Brothers, but it's not my favorite of all time. Uh, I, I would agree with a couple of our, our responders here about GoldenEye, but once Perfect Dark came out, I feel like for me, that game, it just, the graphics, the way, I just felt like it was GoldenEye 2.0 and it took everything that was great from GoldenEye, same company, uh, and they just like capitalized on it. So, Perfect Dark was like my favorite game. Anybody that it was had Goldeneye it, 2.0. It was. It was. And I think that's why I loved it. I, I I would have said Goldeneye if Perfect Dark never existed. So Perfect Dark, my favorite shooter for sure on the 64. What was the gun called that you could shoot through walls? Uh oh god, I think it was like <laughs> it was like if you got that gun, it's like oh, oh game I, over. It was uh the far sight. And that thing, yeah, it was like the alien gun, Elvis the alien, that you would pick it up and you would see through walls, and it was such bullshit. But <laughs> so but that's what made fun. the game so fun. Like the laptop gun that you would stick on the wall, you would get the um, the N-bomb grenades that would just go off and cause like huge static on your screen, basically like destroying your TV if you threw too many. Um, <laughs> I remember in GoldenEye, remember that no odd job. Remember? No one could yeah. play odd job because he, a- <laughs> he was so cheap because... They didn't have the two joysticks to look up and down like the way we do now. You had to hold that yellow button, and they'd like slowly pan down. Yeah. <laughs> so he, you just shoot over him. Yeah, he was already too short, and you know, uh, if you if you played the game right, yeah, no odd jobs. Uh, sometimes you do slappers only. We like to do proximity mines only. That was the most so fun good. of just like so stacking them up. They were unlimited. You would stack them like pancakes underneath the door. <laughs> it's so specific. You stack you stack a lot of pancakes underneath doors. Oh well, yeah. I mean, that's how I eat them nowadays. The pancake boy. Yeah, <laughs> just make a shit ton Log of pancakes. Jammer over here. Yeah. So that was a that was a fun little side question that we had. I'm so glad all the people reached out. Thanks so much. Um, but I, yeah, N64. If you think about it, like how many years ago? Twenty something odd years ago. Like this time of year, we were probably just getting our N64, or just in our Sega or PlayStation. Uh, that was that was one of the best times of year, just getting that that fresh new console. Now, now we have the Xbox Series X, and now we're old and shit. 
<laughs> and that's the end of the ball. You doing game. all right over there? Yeah, we're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing okay so speaking of 64 since justin was more of a playstation fan justin what was your favorite playstation game obviously final fantasy 7 was my favorite playstation game um we've talked in depth it was my favorite game of all time but for the sake of conversation i'll say i'm a huge fan of resident evil and have been very loyal to that series and every single um installment that has come out but when that that first one came out on playstation i was like blown away like how effing cool that was and jeff you had the playstation didn't you you guys got the playstation one i did yeah i did i pretty much stuck to just star wars games on it if i remember i mean the movie games the fighting games the power battles um that's all i kind of really remember of the playstation uh, until PlayStation 2, which, you know, became this great, awesome thing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I really remember on the PlayStation playing. I mean, I was just a huge, you know, 64 guy. I just, that was like my shit. Banjo-Kazooie, Smash Brothers. Yeah. It was hard to... You know, Donkey was... Kong, all that stuff. Yeah, it was hard to um, not, con- like I did consider it, but... Super Mario 64, like, it was hard to pass over that game and say, you know what, that that was such a great game on the 64. Um, well, that, was, that was, like, the first, like, outside of PC, like, open world game. I remember when the 64 first came out, and it was all over the news, and they were just showing clips of Mario and him jumping through paintings, and then the paintings moving. You're like, what? What is that? Yeah. I need that. I need that now what is in my tech? life. What is this technology? I don't really remember too many games for the PlayStation, though, because I didn't have it, but I had friends that have it. I, I remember really enjoying And this started all the way back in the original Sega world, and then I definitely got it for Sega Saturn and loved it there. And I think it was for PlayStation, but Road Rash, uh, <laughs> awesome game, awesome soundtrack. Like, you just ride motorcycles, and you bash people's faces in, you try to kick them off and win the race. I, I remember playing it on PlayStation, and there was another game just like that that was like the ultimate um it was almost like the the x games x games championship or something it was something along the lines but you could be like on a skateboard on a bike or on a on a luge or something and it was the exact same thing as road rash where you just beat the shit out of each other as you go down a course it was so much fun there was one playstation game um and i I wish i had thought about this earlier and jeff i if you get a playstation one and if you've never played it Bushido Blade. Do you remember that at all? I never even heard of that now. Surprisingly. So basically, it's a completely open world game, and they just drop you in this forest in Japan. You pick your character, you pick your sword, and the whole game is you just sneak around and kill people. But you play by the code of Bushido, so you can't strike anybody in the back. You can't assassinate people. Like Everything has to be done by honor. So, like, the second, like, if, if you're fighting somebody and they turn around to run and you slice them, game over. The most so, it's kind of like um, what just came out, Ghosts of Tsushima, which is kind of similar to that. You play as a samurai and, like, you have to engage kind of the same way. I wonder if that's what gave that game inspiration. I hope so. I mean, it's a hell of a fun game. It's just really difficult, really hard. Obviously, there's a part where you fight a guy with a gun and it's the most unfair battle ever. 
He has a you gun. got a sword and he's just shooting at you and you're just like, I can't even get across the fucking map to fight you. <laughs> oh, wait. I know now what game I played the most on PS1. And it, Justin, you probably remember. Eric, you might remember it too. Twisted Metal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was a fun one. That was the best car brawler game. Uh, and were... just the explosions and blowing up the Eiffel Tower and it falling down. Yeah. <laughs> That reminds me, me and my cousin uh, Dan, a lot of the times, once he got a Dreamcast, we played Vigilante 8, like, all mm. day, every day. That was like, a good one. That was, like, a good successor to uh, to Twisted Metal, which, I don't know why, like, in this day and age now, you think some games would actually pick back up some steam and come back out. Like, uh, one game I really enjoyed and loved back in the day was, like, SSX or SSX Tricky. Um, you know, like Twisted Metal, like you just mentioned, Je- mentioned Jeff. Like, I don't think there's, uh, you know, why why not have a, a game like that right now? I think some of those classics could really come back in a big way with the technology that we have now. I don't know if you guys feel that way too. When they released the PlayStation console, like the how they have the Nintendo and the Sega, where you just get like a mini version and you plug it in and you got like 50 games on it. Um, Twisted Metal is on that. So I'm with you. I don't know why there hasn't been like a big resurgence of it. I mean, the last one that came out was in 2012, and that's like a lifetime ago. Yeah. So Metal 4. Jeez. Such a great... Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't... I wonder who owned it, or maybe someone... Well, just like like Road Rash, like the, the closest thing to a Road Rash game that came out recently was called Road Redemption, and it only came out on Steam, and it wasn't really like... They didn't really market it, and it wasn't really like a successor to the original. Um, but I don't know. Some of those like IPs just kind of fizzled out with uh, with the times, which is a little bit a little bit sad. Hope hopefully some of them come back, but you never know. Now all the kids are just playing like Among Us or whatever nowadays. Fortnite. Kids don't even know what gaming is nowadays. So silence, silence is golden. You know what we do when we have silence, we fill it with a fan side question. We're going to pull one out of the hat here because we had a bunch of people submit some questions and we can only pick one. Um, but this one is actually from palindrome Jedi, who's been sending in a lot of questions over the last 23 episodes. So much appreciated. We, we thank you very much. Um, and (laughs) this, and I love the movie question. So as if, if anybody out there can't tell, like we really love movies. Um, and Justin of course has a, has his own podcast with his buddy Kyle called the side quest or no God, the back in time (laughs) podcast. I always get the two mixed up. I don't know why. Um, the back in time podcast where they review movies all the time. And so we love movie questions. So thanks so much for this one. And this question is what's a movie you loved from your childhood that you realized was bad when you watched it as an adult. So just one of those. So take a moment to think about it. Maybe hmm. you already have one, but it's it's one of those movies that you just really enjoyed as a kid uh, and maybe went back to it years later like, oh my God, I love that movie. Let's go watch it. And then you sit down, press play, and it's like your childhood's ruined. I... <laughs> I have two in mind. I feel like you go for it, Eric. Take it away. I have two in mind um, that as soon as I read the question, the Batman movies, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Um, I did enjoy the Keaton movies still to this day. I still think they're just classics, and I did enjoy Keaton as Batman. 
and I really enjoyed I went to theaters with my family to see Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. And I thought as a kid, these were just awesome Batman movies. So good. I, I got <laughs> got all the toys for my birthday. And like at Christmas, like I would get the Batwing and all that cool stuff. I, I got the posters on my doors growing up. Like I'm sure there's evidence somewhere in my family photo book. Uh, I really love those movies. And then years and years and years passed. And then I think I just caught it on TV one day and I'm like, wow, this, this movie is just absolute garbage through and through. Like I, I just was so turned off by it and it's hard to watch now. And if it's ever on TV, like I just avoid it at all costs or I'll just watch it for a little bit for a laugh. But yeah, those were the two that came to mind. I couldn't just pick one. (laughs) Jeff, do you love those movies? Do you hate them? I mean, yeah, I like you. I was, I think you and I went and saw Batman and Robin a couple times. I know for for a fact that the the drive-in. Um, I think I saw it like seven times before it came out. I don't know why. Maybe because I was just a huge Arnold fan, or uh, I don't know. But I loved it then. I still, when I watch it now, they're cheesy, but they're still. I don't know. They're kind yeah. of fun. They're not terrible i mean some of the other ones are pretty bad uh but i i don't you know i haven't really watched those outside of like the jack nicholson one much yeah. and then obviously the new the new stuff which is you know blows those oh, out of sure. water but they're different i feel like the batman robin was more kind of comic booky. it just was colorful it had these puns it was more like goofy superhero where yeah the the newer stuff is more set you know like realistic at least the christian bale ones where hopefully with whatever we're getting now might be more you know in in tune with the comics like marvel is but yeah i mean they were fun. i like no they were shit and they had bat nipples justin what was your <laughs> movie or okay. movies that you had in mind so uh for me uh, this will go I'll, I'll try to keep this tangent short but in rewatching liar liar I have no idea how I enjoyed that as a kid. It was the most horrendous rewatch as an adult where I'm just yelling at the TV at just how stupid everything is. The kid, the mom, Jim Carrey, the lawyers, the everything about it is just <laughs> the claw. So... Oh, the claw. <laughs> but I feel like that's how a lot of Jim Carrey's movies are. Minus Ace Ventura, the first one, which I actually think is a really good movie and does stand the, the test of time. Yeah. I I still love When Nature Calls. <laughs> it's just, it's a guilty pleasure. There's a place in my, I mean, Jim Carrey Guano. are great, are good. Liar, liar. I, I could definitely see where you're coming from with that one. Cause it's, it's almost like Mrs. Doubtfire. It's just like so over the top, like ridiculous that like how could any? Hey, don't be making fun of Miss Doubtfire. No, definitely a different. That category, is a great movie, it... and that is Robin Williams, and it's just nothing is wrong with it. <laughs> no, it's just one of those like movies where it's like how could no one catch on? How is I don't know. It's it's just ridiculous. But Jeff, Jeff, what is your movie or movies that you uh, saw recently or in the past X number of years that you just were like, wow, this is shit. Uh, a couple horror movies. Um, I, I don't, I don't know why they can't nail horror movies anymore, or at least for the most part. I mean, there's some gems out there like we talked about in, you know, previous, uh, episodes during Halloween, but 
there's just we watched one last night it's called the rental it's like uh two couples rent a house uh you know like airbnb and it's being watched and it's so ridiculous and so stupid and then it just ends and i'm like this isn't scary it's not suspenseful it's just stupid and it just seems like this is like a recurring theme with horror lately um and there's just those are probably the movies that i've seen the most that i'm like this is just garbage that and of course the star wars sequels Mm. which are just hot garbage pieces of shit well well there you have it folks jeff just doesn't like the new star wars and he's sticking by it um (laughs) yeah no i you know i think there's just sometimes i'm a little bit afraid to go back to watch movies from my childhood just in fear of like, you know, I want to keep it in that time and place. Like it was such a great time and it was like a cool movie. Like I feel like maybe Space Jam is one of those movies where it was like epic Michael Jordan in that time in the 90s kicking ass with Bugs Bunny. And now if I watch it, like I'm pretty sure you're put on a list. Um, you know, the government keeps an eye on you and like what, you know, is it even a good movie nowadays? I don't know. Nobody tell me. The website's still up from 1995. Um, I just want to leave it there. But I don't know. Sometimes I just don't want to go back. I'm a little bit afraid. So I, th- I think that's fair, but I will say having watched Space Jam recently, it's still worth the watch. It holds up. Okay, good. It definitely is. All right, I'll take your words for it. And with that, folks, we are just about out of time. So thanks so much for joining us. Be sure to go out on all our social media, especially YouTube. I know I just announced it about a week or so ago on our on my solo episode, but please go to our YouTube channel, at SideQuestPod. Um, subscribe to us. We're going to be getting the rest of the videos up there, so another channel for you guys to kind of go out there, listen to all of our uh, latest episodes and old episodes and all that fun stuff. So reach out to us on social media, at SideQuestPod. We're there to hang out with you. We're there to have fun. And, um, yeah, keep feeding us topics and side questions. We're having a great time with it. And uh, our next episode is going to be our Christmas special, so stay tuned, and we'll see you next time. And um, I guess Jeff, how do we how do we end this one? You always have a good idea. Well, we're you know we're talking about the um, the systems and our favorite ones and games and stuff. Do you? I, I, Justin should know, but the the intro tune to PlayStation when it started up. I don't know that. It, it just goes like this: PlayStation. <laughs> okay, Sega. 